0: the Oil Spills Podcast. We're in mid-July. I'm host Craig Ellingson. I'm with Hockey Hall of Fame writer Jim Matheson. We're talking today about the Pacific Division. Uh, The rivals, you know, Oilers rivals in the Pacific Division. Uh, There are seven teams that are in the division with Edmonton. Seattle will be added eventually. Um, We're talking today about every team's situation. Uh, Right now, in the off season with free agency, you know, two weeks gone. Um, we are recording this a little earlier just because of holidays and stuff like that. So who knows, maybe one of these teams will make a splash or make a minor deal that will, you know, trump everything we're saying, but we'll just take that chance. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to just quiz Jim Matheson, just shoot out names. I'll go alphabetically team wise, you know, I'll say Anaheim Ducks. I mean, we can. They made some minor signings. They signed Anthony Stolarz, you know, former Oilers goalie. But you know, outside of um, you know, trading away Nicholas DeLury to Montreal and signing Dallas Aikens and bringing in Daryl Sutter as an advisor, so in case Aikens goes sideways right away, and he can step behind the bench.
1: they and they lost Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of in between a uh, changing on the fly. And rebuild, and I I think when you're the Anaheim Ducks and you have a fan base there that has been fairly successful, I don't think you can tear it down. I think they're trying to build on the fly, counting a lot of their minor league players, Sam Steele being one of them from from Sherwood Park, uh, and some kids they called up during the year who were on San Diego, the team that beat Bakersfield in the playoffs, coming up and taking a lot of those uh, responsibilities. They're, you're right. Their biggest move in the offseason has been signing Dallas Akins to be the head coach, their minor league coach, and now he's the head coach. So we'll see. I, I don't, I didn't like their team last year. I thought they looked slow in, you know, with the game got faster and some of their players, like certainly Corey Perry, who had the knee problems and then came back later in the year and gets left. Same thing. Uh, they look slower now. Are they going to be better? I don't think it. I don't think so. I guess it, their key is their goalie, John Gibson, who in the first half last year was tremendous, and then the sheer weight of trying to carry a team uh, warm down. I don't see them being in the playoffs.
0: And a player like Ryan Getzlaff is only getting older as well. I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned Sam Steele. There is a new crop of players in the. Ducks system and clearly they're transitioning to Aikens being the coach because he has been coaching a lot of the players they're going to be bringing up and putting into bigger roles. Yeah, I mean last
1: year they even traded Andrew Cogliano, one of their most popular players during the season uh, for, you know, just because he was 30 years old and said well we got to get younger and then Perry's gone. So they know that in Getzlaff too he's their captain but he's mid-30s now and I don't see him catching lightning in a bottle and suddenly becoming a 70-point player anymore. He's also been hurt a fair bit. So they're counting on a lot of their, their kids from San Diego coming up and, and proving things, but they're used to have the best defense, one of the, them and, and Nashville, their top four defensemen, but they've been trading Sammy Votnin away, Montour away. Uh, they're not... Their defense isn't anywhere near as good as it used to be. They still have Lindholm and and Cam Fowler, but their defense is nowhere near as
0: good as it used to be. I guess you can probably compare that defense a little bit to the Oilers, since the Oilers are kind of faced with the same thing. If they do indeed move out a, a defenseman like uh, Russell or Matt uh, or Benning,
1: I don't think you. I think you can get by with with not enough forwards. If you can't get by with enough, not enough defensemen. And you find out pretty quickly that you just overwork, you know, your top four, and then you wear them out, and then somebody gets hurt, and then you're in trouble. I, yeah, I, uh, which is the problem the owners got. You know, they have three for sure if Larson Bonds is back in the top four, but then is Russell a top four guy? Is Benning a top four guy? So they're missing one who can you for sure is a top four guy. And maybe that's why they're counting on their goalie so much. I think Dallas is probably going to go in there and says we've got to try to play like Barry Trotz last year in, in Long Island and try to win games low scoring because we've got a really good goalie. Try to win them that way.
0: Uh, moving on to the Arizona Coyotes. We'll do this alphabetically. Um, you know, their biggest move was the trade. You know, they acquired Phil Kessel from the Penguins. Uh, you know, since uh, Alex Olchenyuk. So what does that move do for Arizona?
1: Well, I, I think it's a, a marketplace that needs fans. I think Kessel's got a name. I think they've had good players, but they haven't had a home run hitter. And I think Kessel can score goals. I think he's still got quite a bit left. He doesn't get hurt. Uh, he's got one of the longer Iron Man streaks, might have the longest one in the league right now, so he doesn't get hurt. In Galchenyuk's case, he's, they gave up a player. The problem with trading Galchenyuk is really it's Max Domi for Phil Kessel because you traded Max Domi, who was very good in Montreal last year, for Galchenik, who still has question marks. But you managed to get Kessel because that was the only team Pittsburgh could trade him to. He listed off teams he wouldn't play for and he wanted to play in Arizona, and they fortunately found a player that, they could get back for Phil Kessel without just giving them away. So they're better. One thing about John Chaika, he makes a, some sort of move but once a week. And I guess if you're in Arizona, you got to try to keep improving things. You know, they still need a first line center. They don't have a first line center. I don't think a true first line center. But it's still they've got some good young players and now they have got Phil Kessel, so they're better, I think than they were as long as uh Ranta can come back and play with uh, you know Kemper and Goal. I think they're there and they got a pretty good defense. So they're better than the owners right now.
0: And that's the one thing I would wonder about Kessel is he doesn't have that first line center to play with. He doesn't have a Crosby or a, a Malkin uh, as a center.
1: I am I guess they're probably counting on Derek Stepan, who's a second line center, second or third line center now, uh, being the first line center with Keller. And, and Kessel, so. But I, on paper, they still look better than the owners. So right now, anyway, they almost made the playoffs last year with uh, Rick Tockett. The owners were uh, somewhat south of Arizona.
0: Yeah, you know, Tockett, I mean, obviously, Barry Trotz had a heck of a year in Long Island, but, you know, any other year, Rick Tockett would have won the uh, Adams Award.
1: Yep, he and, their team hung in there a lot longer than most people thought, because I think they, in the second half of the year, they got into a playoff mode and they played this whole second half of the year like there was a it was a playoffs and they hung in as long as they possibly could. But they were too far behind, and then couldn't pick up enough ground. And you, you needed too many points, and they were a little too far behind. But it used to be when you watched Arizona play, you'd say oh, not much there. But now. They're competitive, is very competitive in pretty much every game they play. And I think they've got, with Kessel, he likes Rick Tockett from Pittsburgh. I've seen no reason why Kessel can't get 70, 80, 90 points there. If he's on the first line, on the first power play unit all the time.
0: Moving on to the Calgary Flames, so they didn't have to do very much. I mean, essentially, uh, you know, there's there's some evidence flavorings. They added Cam Talbot as the as a goal, you know, in goal, you know, David Riddich is still yet to sign with Calgary, but he, you know, they'll, they'll get him under contract. So they'll have that tandem in net. You know, you know that's probably the only, that's the only major sign. They tried to get Zucker they, from
1: Jason Zucker from Minnesota thought they had a deal, didn't come off. It was going to be um, Michael Ferlic and Sam Bennett and it didn't come off. They still could use one more score at forward. After losing Ferland, who's a pretty capable player, to Carolina, uh, I think they hit a they they did very well. You know, the Carol with the trade with Carolina, trading uh, Dougie Hamilton. Lindholm was terrific, but then he seemed to run out of gas, didn't play so well in the playoffs, and didn't play so well late in the year. Elias Lindholm, which kind of hurt him, Uh, but you know, they're very solid. Uh, TJ Brody is in play too to get a, I think, a forward. I think their defense is their strength as long as uh, Giordano can keep playing. They're, they didn't have to do much because they had a really good team and uh, they had some players on their minor league team that can come up, Dylan Dubé and stuff. I think they'll miss Garnet Hathaway who signed in Washington. He's a s- disturber. He looked always looked good in the Battle of Alberta's. He's kind of a perfect Fourth line player who stirs up trouble. I think they'll miss him, but they don't have too many holes.
0: No. I mean, I was going to make mention of all the minor Edmonton ish connections. Like, you know, Brandon Davidson signed a two way deal with them. So we'll see if he manages to have a seventh defenseman role or, you know, play down in the AHL and their Stockton team. You know, and other, you know, Curtis Lazar was not tendered a RFA offer, nor was Of course, he's a former oil king star. Same with Brett Pollock. Um, You know, Josh Healy's a Edmonton native. But anyway, there I I had to throw an Edmonton thing in there just because it is. They did what they had to do if they were going to (laughs) lose
1: Mike Smith. They needed another experienced goalie to play with Rich, and they got one in Camp Talbot.
0: I think it was clear that Talbot, yeah,
1: Alberta, yeah, and the owners are paying Smith. $2 $2 million with a bunch of bonuses to get him up to three. And Calgary's paying $1 million, $2.75 million for one year for Cam Talbot. So they did what they had to do to replace the goalie. Uh, and they still need a goal scorer somehow. They still, if they could get a really good goal scorer uh, in a trade for one of their defensemen, because, you know, Anderson, Rasmus Anderson, he was really good. I think he's a top four pairing guy now uh, who can replace Brody, I think. And th- as long as the key there is is Giordano, he drives their team. He drives their team from the back end. As long as he keeps playing like a guy who won the Norris Trophy, their defense is better than most defenses in the NHL. You
0: know, we'll get to San Jose and Vegas, uh, but, you know, Calgary and those two teams are. Pretty much locks to make the playoffs at, at this juncture, and we'll see what happens before uh, the season starts. But, you know, like you said, they didn't have to make a lot of changes to their roster at all.
1: The good teams don't have to make many. No. You know, the good teams can take a look at how they played in the playoffs and says, oh, we didn't, something happened here between.
0: Yeah, they can, they can nibble around the edges and be fine.
1: Yeah. You know, they've, James Neal is the question mark there. He was terrible last year, and they still got tons, you know, they still were in the playoffs weeks before the playoffs started, even without, with nothing from James Neal. I mean, if Neal somehow comes back and plays like Neal can play, I guess they figure they don't need a winger they just have James Neal. But for now, James Neal is everybody, as much of a question mark as Lucic
0: is here. like what you heard today? Get more of the Edmonton Journals and the Edmonton Sun's award-winning journalism complimentary for 30 days at edmontonjournal.com slash podcast or edmontonsun.com slash podcast or both. Why not? Moving on to the LA Kings, um, big news there is, you know, the new coach who is the former Oilers coach, Todd McClellan, they recently added, predictably, one of his assistants from Edmonton last year, Trent Yanni. But the LA Kings are clearly in uh, rebuild mode.
1: I think LA could finish last in the division myself. There's
0: not much there.
1: there a lot of their forwards are older yeah. forwards, older roster period. Older roster. It's an older roster. Is Kopitar on you know in the back nine of his career now? He's been such a good player as their captain. Drew Doughty is. You know, has played so many minutes on defense. How much more can he do to to drive the team? I say the same for Jonathan Quick as and, well. And Jonathan Quick, I I I'd have bet a hundred dollars they would have traded Jonathan Quick. Uh, I thought they would trade Jonathan Quick actually at the trading deadline last year to a team. I thought there would be some team this this like Columbus. I thought Columbus, if they're going to lose. Bobrowski would be all over Jonathan Quick and say, well, we got to have a goalie, but they're going to go with two young goalies and for now and see if, how that works. And I guess it's nice to have Quick uh, behind not a very good team and hope that, you know, he bails you out, but that's a very old team where you've still got Dustin Brown as a good player, but he's mid thirties.
0: You know, big signing from last year is he Kovalchuk,
1: and He did nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he'll do anything anymore. who has been a good player, but didn't play very well last year. It's ver- that's to me that's the worst team in the league, and it's a slow team, which is why Rob Blake is didn't even hesitate to use. The, there's no changing on the fly here. They're in a rebuild.
0: Obviously, Tom McClellan, You know, you take jobs when you can get them. Of course, he was mentioned for the Buffalo job as well, but you know, clearly going back into California had an appeal for him.
1: Buffalo in the winter or LA in the winter? The money's still, <laughs> the money's still <laughs> off the good.
0: Yeah. Buffalo's not exactly a playoff team either. Uh, moving on to the San Jose Sharks uh, up the California coast where things are a completely different situation. You talked about it the last podcast, the Sharks have cap room right now.
1: Not much, but Not they much. still they still have enough to sign uh, forward.
0: Even after Meyer and Carlson? Yeah.
1: Even after that, they still have enough money. still a about, I don't know how much it is, but they have enough money to sign a $2.5 million forward. And there's been lots of talk that they'll sign uh, Marlowe again for low money, a million bucks a year. But he's a, you know, he's... And at his point, his time in his career, he's a third to fourth line player now. And I know he's from San Jose, and you'd love to play back there for one more year. But they have enough money to, to sign a Zingle or somebody like that. And, you know, I think Doug Wilson is one of the is in the top three GMs in the league. It has been for his a long time. His team stay competitive, even decade though plus. players leave, players come back. If It doesn't seem like he misses out on very much. He had to keep Carlson, and he kept Carlson, even knowing how much Burns and Vlasic make. He somehow kept Carlson. So then he finds a team that'll take Justin Braun, his 3.9 million. So he trades him. Uh, the year before, he you know he needed forwards, and he got Evander Kane on a rental and signed Evander Kane. Timo Meyer is. With with Hurdle, I think are their two best young players, and Meyers' contract came up, and everybody thought, oh, this is going to cost you eight and a half million or something. No, 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 no. You got a four-year deal that averages at six million. And Kevin LeBanc had fifty-six points last year in San Jose. Everybody thought, oh, he's a four-million-dollar player. No, he got him for one million. Now this is LeBanc gambling on himself rather than sign a two-year, $2.5 million deal thinking, okay, if I get 56 points again, I'm making $5 million next year. But San Jose gets the players, keeps the players, and stays competitive. I don't think their goaltending is all that great. It's pretty average uh, with Martin Jones, who although he did play good in the playoffs, didn't play terrific in the regular season. But that would be the only thing in their team where you go, oh, I don't like – their goaltending is just average. The team is really good. They're competitive. They loo- They lost Pavelski, which is going to be a huge blow, obviously. Just couldn't afford him. Uh, yeah, I was going to
0: bring up Pavelski and Joe Thornton is still on sign. Thornton unsigned. will
1: sign for whatever – For less than $5 for less million than, last year. For less than you he'll get some bonuses and stuff, and he'll be back as a third-line center. And they've still got Couture and Hurdle as their top two centers. Uh, they could use a winger who could score a goal, which is why it wouldn't surprise me one bit if suddenly in the next two weeks they signed Zingle for one year at $2.5 and, and say, thank you very much. Because everybody wants to go play in San Jose. It's a nice place to play. So, weather's good. Team's good.
0: Yeah, we can talk about Pavelski some other time. Because, Don't miss his leadership. Yeah, but yeah, he's in Dallas will be, now.
1: Couture will be the captain now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of those ones where his age betrayed him. You know, he's mid thirties. If he was only thirty years old, they'd have found some way to, to keep him. But he's mid thirties, and
0: they just couldn't at seven million a year. Under the Vancouver Canucks, um, of course, they made splash in free agency. They signed Tyler Myers, unrestricted free agent defenseman who had played with Winnipeg. Um, they also signed Jordy Ben, um, among others. Among others. They still need to sign Brock Besser to, uh, to a contract, restrictive reagents, you know, one I of the think, stars I mean, of the team. Brock
1: Besser probably looked at that Timo Meyer contract and said, what? You know, I think he was kind of counting on more than $6 million, but now that's kind of in the, the, I mean, Jeff Skinner's contract is an outlier. I have no idea why Buffalo's given him $9 million a year. Uh, but as young players go, I think the Timo Meyer contract is Brock Besser and they're probably thinking, hey, four years, 24 million you know and that's the contract and they'll try to outweigh Besser. Vancouver you know they got not a bad team. Myers will help their defense for sure. He can play lots of minutes. They got Edler signed again. He's a good player. Uh I guess Ben replaces Hutton who's Ben Hutton they haven't signed. Uh you know it's as long as the goalie Markstrom can play as well as he did last year you kind of pr- proved everybody wrong he was kind of like Leonard. he proved that he was an actual starter last year I think they're they've improved themselves
0: and the Vegas golden Knights they were darlings last year and obviously one of the best teams in the Western Conference oh sorry their debut year two seasons ago I have to shift my mind into 1920 mode here.
1: Everybody thought their bottom would completely fall out after they got to the Stanley Cup <laughs> final, and they wouldn't make the playoffs. No, session. no they made the playoffs. Right. They got lots of points. They weren't as good because they didn't have a backup goalie that could help out Flurry. I think, uh, and he got tired. And they still don't have a backup goalie. That's the one thing they're missing. They're missing Cam Talbot. You know, a goalie. They're missing Brian Elliott. They're missing mike smith they need a veteran goalie who can take some of the heat off flurry and play 25 games not malcolm Subin, um who they're not all that sold on but is young and they can get him cheap but you
0: know, they've paid big, a lot their they, big signing was william carlson yeah, re-signing yeah,
1: re- re-signed him kept him for less money than he probably could have got he got uh, the term and less money uh, they they're very top heavy in their forwards though they're making a lot of money starting with Stone and Pacioretty and Stashney whose contract fortunately is up in a couple of years but then you know they've got Marcia so they got Riley Smith they got Carlson they got like six contracts that are big at forward which is why they had to give away Halla uh, Eric Hall a good player and got nothing for him and as we pointed out before. Uh, Gusev played in the KHL. He's got everybody as much talent as Panarin from the sound of things and the tons of points. He wants lots of money and they can't afford it. So they're going to have to give away a player who could be a top six NHL player for draft picks only. And that's unfortunate, but uh, good scouting on their hand. They got this guy and now they can't keep
0: him. And of course, they're not going to. You know, the orders can't be in the running for him. No, and, no. and they're in the division anyway.
1: No, they'll trade him to a team that needs for, uh, forwards and can also afford the dollars. Yeah, Avalanche, Avalanche, you got it. <laughs> second line.
0: I can see it on the back of the jersey. Second no. line,
1: second line player, and to play with Kadri. Second line player. Yep. They tried to get Panarin, couldn't get Panarin, but they can get Gusev.
0: That's the Oil Spills podcast for today. Subscribe to Oil Spills on iTunes and Google Play. You can also listen to it via the Edmonton Journal and Edmonton Sun apps and websites.